I just want to say real quickly that I'm so glad to see Pat DeQuana up in the house today. Amen. Now, see, some of you don't know, but back in May, Pat had a stroke and they didn't expect him to make it for 24 hours. That was back in May. But he's still around, getting better, and we're believing for even better things to come. Amen, amen. We're believing for wholeness, amen. Hey, let me take a moment before I get into the Word and just thank you for your outpouring of love, affection, words of affirmation, gifts, letters, all of that to my family, to my staff, and, uh, and, and so just thank you so much. You are awesome, and I felt very, very loved. Uh, very much appreciated. And uh, I, on Monday, and we didn't do it Sunday. Sunday was a long day. And by the time I got home, I was stick a fork in me. I was done. And uh, so Monday morning we got up. My wife and I, we read every card, every letter, every sentiment. And we prayed over every one of them for God to richly bless you. Thank you so much uh, for all that you do for me, my staff, uh, for my family. You are amazing. Bump your neighbor say, he's talking about me again. Because I'm just that awesome. Not me, you. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Well, let's get into the Word today. Thank you, musicians. Let's get into the Word today. Um, I'm going to preach on the subject this morning, getting rid of my worries. Getting rid of my worries. Now, when I get done with this message in two to three weeks, um, Y'all caught that. And I, I, it probably will take me two weeks. But when I get through with this, this is great. When I get through with this, you're going to be worry-free. Wow, Pastor, you got a lot of faith. Now, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just believing. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm just believing. I'm help trying to believe. Uh, <clears throat> when I get done with this, you're going to get off all your medication that for worry. Amen. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, the Holy Ghost is that good, but I'm certainly not. But I wish I could say that's going to be the issue. That when I get done, I'm going to give you such a full plate. Thank you. A full plate that you're just going to be done. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm, all of my worries are gone. That's not going to happen. But I promise you that if you'll put some of these principles to work, you'll let them get down into your spirit, it will help you with your worries. I don't know anybody who likes to worry. Now, my dad, who was a man of faith, when I, I, I never understood this, who was a man of faith, always would think the worst. I've told this story before, but I took him, for the first time in his life at 78, I took him out of the country, and we went to Poland. And as, as he was preparing to leave, he made copies of his passport and everything and gave it to my other brother and told my other which you know one of my other brothers and told my other brother Jesse he said promise me if something happens you'll come get me <laughs> he said dad I'll use all of my resources to come get you he said okay we got over to Poland we went to this Vilichka salt mines uh, one day that we were off and we went down about a mile into the salt mine and as we're walking down, there's dim lit uh, lights. And he looked at me and said, son, 
if the lights go out of this place, can you get us out of here? I go, Dad, I believe I can. And then in this salt mine, and we were about a mile down into the earth, there were these wooden beams that were holding up everything and making everything secure. As we walked, he goes, he, he got to one of the pieces of wood and he starts scratching it. I said, what are you doing, Daddy? He said, you reckon they have termites here in, in Poland? I said, Dad, I have absolutely no idea. He goes, boy, I hope these things hold up. We walked a little further, and he goes, oh, my God. I go, what now? He said, what if them wood beams catch on fire? I go, well, Dad, what if an earthquake happens? Oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. I said, Dad, just try to enjoy the journey. Amen. Just try to enjoy the journey. But we worry about things all the time, don't we? I mean, and if you're living uh, today then there's enough to worry about. There's enough on your plate already. So the book of of 1 Peter chapter 5 reads like this. It says, likewise, I'm reading from the New King James Version, likewise, you younger people, who is that? Well, if you're Popeye, it's me. But if you're me, it might be somebody a lot younger. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Now, if you're me, I'm not submitting to Papa. Yes, all of you be submissive, here we go, to one another. And be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He, may exalt you in due time, casting all of your cares. Here where we, here's, where, here's where the crux is. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Not seeking that he, that he can, but seeking who he may. That means seeking those that allow him to devour you. Because if you're a child of God, he cannot devour you. He might can buffet you, but he can't devour you. Ha, glory to God. So what are you worried about today? I, I, read a, I, I did a little research and most common effects of worry. Are you ready? Here are the most common effects of worry. Sleepless nights, lost confidence, arguments with partner, reduced appetite. Worry don't make me do that. Worry makes me eat. Poor performance at work. Distance from partner. Avoid a social event. Increased Alcohol consumption. Got a bit paranoid. Nausea. Now, you know, I don't know how many that you can cross a circle on that list to know whether or not you are worrying or not. But for me, I could, I could circle a few of those. But again, reduced appetite is not one of them. I hadn't had a snicker bar since I fractured my hip. I'm Jones and bad. Don't bring me one. 
Because I'm telling you right now, I went today to get something to eat and I wanted a biscuit pretty bad. Because right now I can't have bread. So I'm like, boy, I want a biscuit. I went to McDonald's. And I said, I'll take two bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits without the biscuits. Most common effects. Now, if you're like most people, you're probably worried about your weight. That might not be on the top of your list, but according to the survey, that's the number one concern for most people. Here are the top ten worries. Are you ready? Number ten, diet. Number nine, job security. Eight, rent, mortgage, payment. You know, I said Wednesday night, I, I, I had a family or two over the last couple of years who have left the church because they said I was so political. I don't really see that, but when you're, you know, when you're in the forest, you can't see that. But so, you know, if you think this is political, this is not political. This is just, you know, if you're worried about your rent payment and job security, if everybody's hiring. Everybody's hiring. And, and, and do you know that they're giving a stimulus check about every two weeks? You just have to work for it. Credit card debt. Credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Low energy level. Overdrafts and loans. Overall fitness. Lack of savings and financial future. Growing old, that's become one of mine. And then overweight. I've never worried about that until they told me I was overweight. Amen. They said, you need to get in shape. I said, round is a shape. Come on, somebody. But here's our, here, let me give you three observations real quick about this list. Or about the list, uh, 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 the one that I just gave you. That these are mostly fall into two categories. Health and finances. And that's what most of us worry about. Health and finances. And these, number two, the observation, is that these are human conditions. And they're human concerns. And here's number three observation. That as long as you live, you will deal with these issues. You know, how many of you ever thought, well, if I get this amount of money in the bank, I won't have to worry. If I get my house paid off, I won't have to worry. Oh, you know, I, I remember a guy when I first got to, to Crystal River, and, uh, and this was back in 93, and, you know, if you ever got on with, back then, Florida Power, you were set. How many remember those days? And, and there was a couple of people, there was one of my friends who said, man, I've been a temporary worker out at Florida Power, but they finally put me on full time. I am set. And then about six months or, 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 or nine months into 93 then, or 94, then they started making the big layoffs. See, you can't, you, you're going to have these concerns for the rest of your life. There was a 27-year-old that I talked to, and, and, he, didn't, and he, was, uh, he told me this. He came in for counseling. Listen to me. Let me help you. If you're going to come into counseling, you better be coming to church. Because most of my counseling could be taken care of when you in church. But let me move on. So, uh, but, but, but this guy said, 
Pastor, I just, he, he wouldn't work. And I said, what is your issue? He's 27 years old. He said, I'm just tired of working. The spirit of slap come on me. And I said, bro, you 27 years old, married with two kids. You got a lifelong, about another 40 years of working. You better get used to it. Or if you don't want to work, the Bible says a man that don't work shouldn't eat. But let me move on because I don't want to stir up no trouble up in here. But that's the Bible. See, you're going to have to die in order to stop being concerned about your money and your health. Amen. See, we spend all of our health attaining wealth. And then when we get old, we use all of our wealth trying to stay health. Have you ever wondered how much time that you spend worrying? It's probably more than you think because the same survey asked people how much time did they spend worrying. Here's what they found out. Each week, we spend the average 14.31 hours of worrying. That equals 744 hours of worry each year, which turns into 45,243 hours of worry over the average lifetime. That equals 1,885 days in a lifetime spent doing nothing but worrying, which means that we spent 5.2 years of life captured by worry. So I can't, I wish I could tell you that I'm going to eliminate the worry. Well, but wait a minute, your title said get rid of I want you to get rid of some of them so that at least you can spend a little bit more of your life enjoying what God has given you, what joy, what God is doing in you and through you and not be uh, overwhelmed with worry. Because no wonder we have trouble sleeping. No wonder we feel so much pressure and no wonder we find it hard to concentrate most people it's not just one thing but it's multiple things it's many things wrapped up together you know I thought and and, and one of my you know my I got one daughter that lives here another daughter who's married and, and lives in Largo and uh, they came up yesterday, uh, her and her husband and my grandson. And, and, uh, and, and, and so they came up and we had a great day today, day today, day together. And I thought that once, you know, your kids get over 18 and they're out of the house, you don't have to deal with them anymore. Not, not deal with them, but you don't have to, you know, be concerned about them. This parenting thing never ends. It used to be a lot simpler because they would listen to you. And if they didn't, you pop their rear end and they would. But now, they have opinions of their own. How dare them? They have their own ideas. How dare them? Huh. But that's, that's reality, right? It's, a, it, it's job, it's a school, it's money, work, health, bills to pay. Your husband, your wife, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, your ex-in-laws, your in-laws, your outlaws. The kids, it goes on and on. And any one thing we could handle, how, or maybe even two things. But when you get three and four and five and six and all ten... Together, your knees start to buckle. 
and you're not sure if you can make it. You're not sure. Then you start to worry. And then when you start to worry, then you overeat. And then your health gets out of situation. And then, then, you, and then you don't feel like doing anything. And it's just a downward spir- spiral. And I know what some of you are thinking today. Some of you are thinking, I came to church to get more depressed. Thanks, Pastor. That's reality. Point number one is that there are so many of us that are choked over worry. That we can't think, we can't. We can't function. And it paralyzes us because of the fear. To worry is to give way to anxiety or unease. Allowing one's mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. The word itself, worry, comes from an old English word made, um, that, that I'm going to try to say it. Wargan, W-Y-R-G-A-N which means to strangle or by seize by the throat. Isn't that what worry does? I mean, worry gets you all in a frenzy. Worry, you know, will, will make you sick. Worry will end your life early. Worry will cause your hair to turn gray or turn loose. That's talking about worry. So I found that it squeezes the mind quite a bit while trying to do other things. But let me give you a simple definition of worry. Worry is excess concern over the affairs of life. Now, and when I say excessive, because we got to be concerned. You know, this ain't the que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Yes, it is. Because where you're at right now is determining your future for tomorrow. All right? So, but excessive concern. We are to be concerned about our lives, but not worrying all the time about our lives, about our kids. We've got to be concerned. And there's a fine line between concern and worry. Because the key, obviously, is the word excessive. Worry happens... When you are so concerned about the problems of life that you can't think of nothing else. Anybody, and let, let, me, let me describe it to you because I, I know it very well. You go to bed thinking about it. And when you finally fall asleep, when you get my age, you get up in the middle of the night to go potty and you're thinking about it again. And then it takes you 20 minutes to get back to sleep because you're thinking about it. Then when you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing on your mind and you're thinking about it. And then you forget it maybe during the day, but at some point in time it comes back and you begin to think on it and it's excessive. All right? Well, Pastor, what does excessive, how much can I worry about it? Well, you you can't put a time limit on it. You can't, well, how can, what's the difference between concern and worry? I'm not sure exactly where that delineation is in worry and concern because we have to be concerned about life. If you're not concerned, nothing happens. You see, if you're not concerned that if you don't get to work on time, you'll get there whenever you feel like it and the boss will let you go. Good preaching. It is an all-consuming feeling of uncertainty and fear. And can I tell you this? I'm going to make some of you mad right here. 
but worry is also a sin. Pastor, you mean I've been sinning? Most of us. Matter of fact, I believe I could say every one of us. But here's the deal. Worry is a sin for two reasons. First, because it displaces God in your life. When you, when you excessive worry over something, you may, that means that you have taken God out of the equation. It means that what you're seeing is obscuring your view of God. What you, what, what you see or what you are imagining is, is blocking your view of who God is. And God said, I'll have no other God before me. And some of us put our worry as the God of this land. I've come by to tell you that God is still God over worry. You don't know what tomorrow brings or what it holds. But you know who holds tomorrow and his name is Jesus. We've got to put our faith and our trust in Jesus. And when you feel that worry and coming on, you've got to cast all your cares upon him knowing that he cares for you. Secondly, because it distracts you from the things that really matter in life. See, you're living as though you alone can solve the problem. And when you commit the sin of worry, you're living as though God doesn't exist. As long as you are worrying, you can't do anything else. You are choked. You are strangled. By worry. I've never seen a more anxious, worrisome society than today. Three or four years ago, in the elementary youth camp, the biggest altar call, the more people, more kids responded to the altar call of having anxiety. Are you kidding me? I didn't know what anxiety was till about the time I got married. I'm probably going to change that in the next service. But you know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't even know what it... Listen, I was 27 years old before I even knew what a headache felt like. People go, I got a headache. I go, I don't even know what that feels like. What does that mean? Yeah, you got caught. You're too stupid, Pastor. Maybe so, but it was bliss. I enjoyed it. But then, but now we have children who have anxiety issues help me, Lord. I'm trying to help. I'm your pastor, right? Can I just say this? And, I, and, and you know. If it doesn't fit you, then don't get offended. But if it fits you, then change your behavior. Some of our children are have so much anxiety because you share stuff with them that they have no reason to know the stuff that you share with them. You fight in front of them and they don't know when you're going to leave the marriage and leave them fatherless or motherless oh Jesus the inconsistency of your life listen to me now well it's getting tight in here 
Some of y'all's booties are about to suck the cloth off the chairs. <laughs> Getting tight. I just thought about what Tom Sturban said last week. I can't believe you say some of the things you say. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm thinking sometimes until I say it. But, but you don't need to share with your children everything that's going on. Well, well your father's mad. Your father's going to leave. Your mother's going to leave. Something's wrong with your mama. That's, that's her problem. Come on, somebody. We ain't got no money to pay the light bill. Your children don't need to know that. We don't have enough for groceries. They, they don't need to know that. You know, ain't, got mo- ain't got money for groceries, but you got money for booze and cigarettes. But let me move on before I, I stir up trouble up in this house. You're choked and you're worried about worry. How can we tell when the legitimate concerns of life have become sinful worries? When the thing, and I've already hit it a little bit, when the thing that you're concerned about is the first thing you think about in the morning and the last thing that you go to bed at night. When you find yourself thinking about that issue every waking moment. Can I tell you this? When you, that person who did you wrong, you find yourself thinking about it. I should have said. I should have done. I should call them up. I should text them right now. I should just show up. Let me tell you something. I, I love technology. But gosh, technology has caused us to be inhuman. Because we'll say things from 30 miles away on a text that you would never say face to face because you might get punched in the lip. Or you'll get on Facebook. Let me move on before I start just meddling here. When you find yourself bringing it up in every conversation, if we define it like that, I bet most of us worry more about more stuff than we would like to admit. But God is the answer to our worry. Well, that's so Christianese, Pastor. That's just so Christianese. That's, that's just Christian talk. That's just Christian talk. No, 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 no. Listen, you talk to yourself all the time. I see some of you in your cars driving down the road. You're just talking to yourself. I know some of you believe that's the only way that you can have an intelligent conversation. But you talk to yourself. But you got to faith talk to yourself. What do you mean faith talk, Pastor? You got to quote some word to yourself. Because my flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. You see, I've got to talk to myself. I got to talk myself out of bad attitude. I gotta talk to I gotta talk myself out of getting even. I gotta talk myself out of letting the devil consume me with worry. Well, how do I do that? Well, I've already gave you one. First Peter 5 and 7. Casting all of my cares upon him, for he cares for me. The same scripture in the CJB uh, translation. Throw all your anxieties upon him because he cares about you. Let me give you another one. I got all kind of translations, man. Listen, here's another one. Live 
carefree before God. He is most careful with you. The message. Since God cares for you, let Him carry all of your burdens and worries from the voice translation. Here comes the last one. You can throw the whole weight of your anxieties on Him. For you are His personal concern. Think about that. You know, now, now I, I know some of you, uh, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm only a new two-year in grandfather. And I don't know, man, it just does me good when I see Desmond. He just comes up, hugs on me. It just does me good. Maybe you're that way with your children. I'm over that with my kids. I'm not. But, but you'd understand. You grandparents know. If I'd have known it had been this fun, I'd have started out with grandkids. Desmond came in and, and, and you know, uh, he came in and uh, they spent the night. They came in late, but I got up on Saturday morning and, and, I, and I have this thing that I've done with him because, you know, he was two years old when I came into his life, so I had to kind of get, I had to win him over. And so, and so I've done that, but what I do every morning when he sees me, I come walking out of the bedroom and I pretend like I'm sleepwalking. And it's up to him to wake me up. And so, you know, he always hits me or whatever. I go, hey, what are you doing here? He goes, I slept here last night. He said, you saw me last night, silly. And I go, but what are you doing here? Why are you here? And this is what melted my heart. I said, why are you here? He said, I'm your grandson. Can I just tell you, as he melted my heart, what do you think it does to God? When you come to God and go, God, I cast my cares on you. But why are you doing that? Because you're my father. Because you care for me. That's why I'm doing it, God. I'm going to live this carefree before you because you love me. I mean, look at the different words that are used for the problems of life in the scripture that we just said. Cares, anxieties, burdens, worries. That uh, That covers all of life. That covers, uh, no matter which word you choose, God makes the same invitation to all of us. Take your worries to me. Take your cares to me. Bring your burdens to me. Take your anxieties to me and give them to me. Next Sunday, I'm going to start dealing with a definite action which is casting your cares on Him. But today, as the musicians come back, it's 9.43. Time flies when you're having fun, and it's stand still when you're bored. So to some of you, you're welcome. To others, I'm sorry. I want you to go back to that third song y'all were doing. Believe for it. Believe for it. I don't know if y'all noticed. 
but the young musicians got here pretty quick. These older guys, they got, don't walk as fast. <laughs> I feel better now. I'm not the oldest on stage. Come on, Roy. I want you just to take a moment. And I know that Pastor Justin has already done this, but Charlie, I want you to bring up that first verse of this song. They say this mountain can't be moved. They say these chains will never break. I've never heard this song until this morning. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. And as they sing that, I want your faith to build. And I want you to take your cares and give them to Him. Come on, sing that with us. again. We've heard that the The devil is a liar. Say it again. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it is. Say it again. In the name of Jesus, I see my way through. But here's the difference. They haven't seen what you can do, God. a hold of that.
break the unbreakable. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. The impossible we see. team would you just come real quickly and if there's anyone who would like prayer then the altars are open I want you to leave here today saying believing declaring I'm casting my cares on you Lord because you care for me